All right, and welcome to another episode of She Said, She Said this week. Because it is an all-hockey episode, and this is a chance to shine because I am admittedly not the biggest hockey fan, but I got to do it for this week just so we can uh, just so we can do this. So, Janelle, how's it going? It's going great. I'm all set to talk about hockey, and I even brought a special guest with us. Um, should we? Do you think we should call him a NHL expert? He's keeping his amateur status so he can podcast at the Olympics. So we can't say NHL. How about just all hockey? Hockey expert. Hockey hockey expert. He's Ryan Burke. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, because we needed to step up our game just because your boy doesn't know much. So we had to get an expert in here. Oh. Tony's got his solid two hot takes. So. Hey, that's all you need if they're good. We're pumped for that. All right. So like we said, this is going to be an all hockey episode. We're going to... Um, go over some trade deadline deals that went down as a trade deadline just passed last week. Um, a week ago, if you're listening to this, as we're dropping this on Monday. Um, playoff picture as we move towards the playoffs. Only got like 20 or so more games for each team, 20, 25 games left. Um, we'll move into like the MVP race, players and teams to watch as we move towards the playoff race as it's getting down to crunch time here before the playoffs. So um, I guess we probably should start with the trade deadline as that's fairly fairly recent. In everyone's mind? Yeah, so we kind of, um, I only have written down kind of starting the beginning of this year. Um, I didn't really count any trades from, like, early in the year, like, went specifically to, like, just these last couple months. So, I have a couple highlighted. Um, let's see. Kind of, like, one of the bigger ones I highlighted to start was January 17th, uh, Nino Niederreiter, he gets traded to the Hurricanes. Uh, he has 18 goals, 23 assists, and 41 points. So Wild trade him away, and they acquire Victor Rusk from the Hurricanes. So that's kind of one of the bigger ones that I highlighted um, starting at the beginning of the year. There's obviously There was a lot before that, but Nino you know, was kind of one of the bigger names to start that. Salary cap move. Well, need to clear up some calf space. Not wrong. They're kind of they're definitely trying to build a younger team. You can tell with some of the moves they've been making. Definitely, it's hard to with those big contracts with Parisian Suter. A lot of money tied up in the cap with just those two players. Yeah, and then after trade deadline, they re-signed Stahl, so that's important for them. And then. Uh, so that was January 17th. So then the next kind of big move that, at least it was it was big to me just because I like following his story uh, on February 16th, Nashville. And Nashville, probably the busiest team. Nashville's, the Nashville's making moves. They're making a lot of moves. They were involved in a lot of these trades. Um, some smaller, Columbus some as well. Columbus made a lot of moves too. Yeah, Columbus is, and Nashville and Columbus, they're both doing the same thing and trying to do completely I mean, Nashville is pushing all their chips in to try and win a cup. I mean, because this next year or two is their time to win, and Columbus is pushing all their chips in to try and make the playoffs and hope they get make a deep run before they lose their better players in free agency. They're trying to push all the chips in to try and convince their free agents to stay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Because they've in their entire existence as a franchise, they've never won a playoff series, so they're trying to go all in and get out of round one for the first time in their in their history. Yeah, because I think Columbus came in the same year that the Wild did, didn't they? 
I believe so. I think they came in the same time. So, um, back to kind of what happened February 6th. So, Nashville acquired Brian Boyle from the Devils. And I don't really know if this is, like, a big move, but I do really like following Brian Boyle's story just because he's battling cancer while he's trying to play. Um, he was he He's in remission now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually scored a goal on uh, cancer awareness night hockey fights cancer hockey fights yeah. cancer yep so that was yeah it's a I depth mean, move you you kind of know how i get with stuff like that i was obviously kind of like moved by it just how, say how, how much did you cry how much did you cry um i definitely cried but yeah i just i really like following his story he only has 15 goals on the year but i mean just like what he's doing well he's been fighting cancer it's it's crazy so to see him go to a program like Nashville, I think is huge for him too, and the yeah. team as a whole. I think it's and a great environment for him. Yeah, I think and I think Nashville. Um, they were one of my winners at the trade deadline. There were two trades they made, um, pretty close to the deadline that I really liked that really helped them. Um, obviously trading for um, Wayne Simmons from the Flyers and Mikel Granlin from the Wild. Um, that'll definitely help, uh, especially their power play as they're like the 27th ranked power play team in the entire NHL. And power Simmons is awful. Yeah, yeah and, they and just Simmons. We watched that game, Wild versus Preds. So, yeah, it was and rough. Simmons, Simmons in his career has kind of been a power play, um, I don't, power power play, uh, really good at the power play. So, uh, I think he both was, of them. Physical tonight too, which is always really important. I think both of them the will definitely. Wild aren't a very physical team. Both of them will definitely help their power play because yeah, that's what, that's the biggest weakness. And if they're going for the cup this year, that's something they need to do. Uh, they needed to address, and that was. I think that's one of their. That's one of my winners for the trade deadline for sure. Is getting those two. Absolutely, absolutely. Sammons was I thought was a great pickup for them because not only is he he's great on the power play, he's a very physical guy, and that's. I mean, Nashville needed that kind of tough grinder. To yeah. Help put you know help, put, especially when it comes to physicality during the playoffs. Yeah. And he's had play a ton of playoff experience. Yeah, and uh, Granlin, great player, but he he's not physical. He'll kind of he'll skate away from the fight. He doesn't like to be involved in that. I mean, we've seen that because he played for the Wild for so long. But yeah, he if somebody's messing with him, somebody else usually comes in and fights his battles for him. Great player, but yeah, they definitely need somebody more physical. And you could definitely tell that they were being physical tonight. A lot of little fights breaking out. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely important for any team. You need those guys that know how to set a tone like that. So then, uh, a little later in February, another one that I highlighted, uh, the move of another wild one, Charlie Coyle going to Boston. Um, this one, yeah, this one hurt me a little bit, but getting Donato. A little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> a little bit. But honestly, like, getting Donato was a turning point for this team, it seems like. Because he's been very involved. Um, I think other than tonight... He had a he's had some kind of point in every game since he's been in a wild sweater, and they had won five straight since he got there. So even though he's young, he's not like he's not the difference maker, but you can tell he's out there like doing more than kind of what Charlie has been doing for a while. Another big salary cap move. Yeah, and he Donato's very young, and they got they he's got a, a, a draft pick from him too. Yeah. So I think Wild. Kind of won that end of it, 
But Charlie going to Boston, if he can figure out how to use his size, it could be really dangerous because Boston's a really good physical team. So having a center that, that that's that big, if Charlie can figure out how to use it, then that's a big that could possibly be a very good move for Boston. Yeah, too. it could work out in both favors. Physical center again, another depth move. I think he's on their third line, third line center. But yeah, big physical presence again. Kind yeah, of but then course. we we saw Donato tonight on the first line. So he's already stepped up a lot. Eight goals, eight assists. Most of those have been with the Wild already. Like he had the game winner in OT against who was that? Blues or Jets? St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. It's been unbelievable. Yeah, they were on. They've been pretty hot. So, yeah, big big move. And then another big game, like a couple days later, a uh, very big name, Matt Duchesne. He was acquired. Where does he go? He was traded to the Blue Jackets by the Senators. So he, he's just kind of like a big name. Um, they – what did they get? A couple moves. It was a couple moves between the Blue Jackets and the Senators. What was that? Yeah, they get a couple players, a couple picks. Ottawa's a that, mess. That's a pretty big, like, cluster – and I mean, speaking of Ottawa, um, I think my favorite trade of the deadline was Vegas getting Mark Stone. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I have that one up there. He, uh, they need to keep up with Calgary and San Jose in their division as their third right now. Uh, so they want to stay out of that, that matchup in the first round with one of the better teams. So they want to keep moving up. But um, so why not go in and all, all in on a great player like Stone? I think he signed a longer deal with them too. If I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, he signed, I believe, it was an eight year extension as soon as they traded him. Yeah, Not so I think Ottawa, that was Ottawa's a mess. They go, yeah. I mean, going back to the, I mean, they're the not only are they the worst team in the NHL, going back to when the couple of players were in the cab, they were in a cab and they were trashing the, the team, trashing uh-huh. the coach, and then the, the cab driver actually had it videotaped and then he puts it online so everybody saw it. And it mm-hmm. was just, it's just not a good move. It's just a mess up there in Ottawa right now. Well, isn't that where uh, Carlson? Carlson was there when they when he left during the summer. They traded, they traded him. Away. Yeah, they traded him to the Sharks. They so. were a series away from the Stanley Cup two years ago, and now they're the worst team in the NHL. I mean, they just they moved Carlson, and then they just knew their bets, and now they're just unloading everybody. All yeah, their, and they're just stockpiling picks, and they're just completely rebuilding. Yeah, because Duchesne with sixty-one points, that's not bad for like being traded. That's I think he has a lot of points actually compared to some of these other guys, but. Yeah, they're they're just trying to stock up picks, and I think I looked at something like they control so like I can't remember exactly what I looked at, but they have a lot of picks. A lot of picks in a lot of years. A lot of prospects. Yeah, prospects. Yeah. So then, um, something that we were kind of talking about before recorded looks like maybe a day or two after uh, Duchesne goes, uh, Dallas acquires Zuccarello from the Rangers, and it looked like he was going to be a good fit his first game with them. He had an assist and a goal. And then he had a, a season-ending injury. So, unlucky for them. Um, New York, I guess, kind of wins that trade in a sense. But For this year, at least. For this I, year. I don't know how much is left on his deal. Yeah. So, um, they got – basically, New York just got a second-round draft pick and a 2023rd-round draft pick for him so Dallas thought that they were going to get a great player coming in and he was fitting in well but 
he took a looked like he took a puck to the forearm from about like two feet away. So not good for him. Not good for the stars either. What they thought was going to be a, a big pickup. And then we move on to another one I thought was San Jose getting Nyquist. I thought that was pretty big um, from the Red Wings. And kind of hard because the Red Wings, I know some people who cheer for them, and they were not very happy about this move no. just because they don't have a lot of like great players. So Detroit has about three good players, young yeah. players. Um, they're just they're, – they're kind of in a funk. They think – in, on paper, they should be better than they are, but they're not. I mean, they're the second worst. Statistically, they're by record, they're the second worst team in the NHL. So I think they're kind of trying to figure out what to do because they don't want to trade away those young core pieces they have, but what they're doing, they're not winning. Yeah. So they they traded away Nyquist to the Sharks. Uh, he has 16 goals, 33 assists. So that, that's a pretty big assist number. But in return, they got – a second round draft pick in the 2019 draft and then also a third round draft pick in the 2020 draft. So they're just trying to build these next couple years. And then not a lot of big moves, not a lot of big moves. And then we kind of get towards the end, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, Grandland going to the Preds for in return for Fiala. Um, and then we talked about Mark Stone that same day. He obviously, like, if you watch, too, like, Vegas was very happy to have him. He had a very big welcoming at the airport, a very Vegas-like welcome um, with somebody who, 28 goals, 35 assists. Like, he, yeah, he's, yeah Mark, he's in a good place, like, getting out of the Senators. Like, he's a good player, so for him to get out of that program is good for him, especially to a team that even, in like, only in their second year, is playing very, very well with somebody who has like, like a goalie that can carry the team like that. And then you get somebody like this added to your roster. Yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be just fine. And then we kind of move on to the, like the last, I think it was actually like the last trade. Um, It was Wayne Simmons. Like we talked about earlier. Simmons and Stone are by far the two biggest names yeah. at the trade deadline. Simmons was, yeah, right at, right at the wire. Good move for both teams. Philadelphia mm-hmm. and, and uh, Philadelphia and Nashville. Philadelphia now, since they've traded him, now they've turned around and they've won a, quite a few games. And now they're trying to stay. They're still in the playoff hunt. Trying to, they're kind of hanging on for dear life. But who knows? And they're there. They're yeah. not like trading away everyone because they're hopeless. No, I think it was just. I think it was best for both of them. Just get a new change of scenery for Wayne Simmons. He's been there a long time for that organization. Uh, a good change of scenery and. Hopefully it works out in Nashville. Nashville, on paper, they definitely got all the pieces together to make a deep run, possibly win a cup. Yeah. So Tony, was there any other any other trades that you saw that you kind of want to talk about? No, the main one I want to talk about. I think my favorite deals were Vegas getting Mark Stone and then Nashville getting their power play help they needed. Those are the two that really caught my eye. Definitely, definitely the biggest one. So I don't blame you for thinking that. I would probably agree with you so now i've kind of covered some of the bigger trade names we can kind of move into uh like basically stanley cup playoffs are almost a month away so the races are pretty close in both except except for one team 
except for one team. Tampa Bay is... Yeah, Tampa Bay, they haven't clinched their spot yet, but I think it's... You can definitely say that they're going to be in the playoffs. I mean, they have 104 points. Yeah, they're the only team with over 100 points. Next closest team is Calgary with 89, so... It's... They're far and away, obviously, the best team in the NHL at this moment. Yeah, and Calgary isn't even in the same conference, so... Extremely fun team to watch. I mean, who would have thought that watching hockey in Tampa Bay would be fun? But yeah, they got a lot of the pieces. They have, I mean, they have the MVP, Nikita Kucherov. That guy, that guy's crazy. Yeah, he has. Uh, I think he's the point leader. 106 points, fastest to 100 points. It only took him, I believe, it was 63 games. Fastest to 100 points since Mario Lemieux in the mid 90s. So it's, it's that's what he's pretty doing good right now. You don't see that every day. Yeah. And you've got Stamkos, too, playing with him. Another great player. Yeah, so, so the, the playoff picture right now, um, the in the East, the uh, Atlantic Division, uh, Tampa Bay is in the lead with 104 points. Boston's the number two spot with 87. And Toronto, the Leafs are at 84 points right now. So those are your three playoff teams in the Atlantic if the playoffs started today. Uh, anything you want to talk about with either of those three besides Tampa? We kind of already covered them. Um, Tampa, yeah, obviously – dominating the league boston boston's always very good boston's a very physical team um who was it that got in the fight with chara the other day evander kane of the san jose sharks yeah he, he didn't last evander kane's a tough guy but when you're going against sedan Chara at 6-9 even at 41 he's he's yeah that's a tough fight yeah everybody from boston you got to be tough to play there so they're always tough to play just in the sense that they're very they're very physical so and they're also very talented too, but um, Maple Leafs, I think, like with Tavares adding him, I think they're they've been a very good team, like with Austin Matthews. But then the addition of Tavares has really given them an extra edge, which I think is important. I haven't been able to really watch them this year because I only get like one hockey game every night. But yeah, I think I I don't know how far I could see them making it. But I think they have some really good puzzle pieces there. They'll be an interesting team to watch come playoffs yeah. because they could, I could see them losing in the first round because they are very young. But I could see them making a deep run because of their talent, and they do have some vets um, like Patrick Marlowe. Patrick Marlowe, who's who just was in the Stanley Cup Finals, what with two, San Jose three years ago, two yeah. years ago, I think it was. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's and Marlowe's been in the league. I think he's in a year almost. If not twenty, he's pretty close to twenty. Yeah, uh, he's long time. So I mean, he's a seasoned vet. And John Tavares, he's been in the league. He's he's obviously he's been a veteran in this league now for a while. Yeah, he doesn't have a ton of deep playoff experience, but he's much a veteran enough where he, you know, and, he's doing. Any- and there's something about playing for like the team that you grew up for, like yeah. rooting for, going to hometown it, guy. Yeah, which. Uh, he recently returned back to New York where he played his former team, the Islanders, and they did not give him any love after all, like, the years he was there for, what, like, 10 years? Nine years. Nine years. Didn't say a word. I mean, no, he was just a people stand-up were, guy. People were, like, throwing stuff at him when he was going back to the locker room. I saw somebody throw a jersey at him. It was no love in New York. Pretty harsh. Um, Kind of disappointing because, he, yeah, he's a stand-up guy. So, yeah, I think... He's definitely been a huge puzzle piece for that team. But then we move into the Metropolitan, and Capitals lead that 83 points. Um, Capitals being the Capitals. And then the uh, the number two and number three seed as of right now are kind of the surprises. 
because at number two, you have Tavares' former team, the Islanders, who got uh, Washington's coach, Barry Trotz, from last year, who, who just came off winning a Stanley Cup and all of a sudden turns the team around into a winning team. They're at 81 points. So they're kind of a big shocker to see back kind of like in playoff contention and in a division like in a division where you have pittsburgh pittsburgh isn't even in like a seed right now they're a wild card spot as of right now barely 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 (laughs) they're dealing with a lot of injuries a lot of their kind of their key pieces defensively and just key role guys are getting hurt and it'll be interesting to see what happens to pittsburgh down the road yeah because then at the number three seed, you have the Hurricanes, who I kind of looked at the standings today, and I haven't heard anything about them. They're very quiet coming in, and I... They're kind of like the Jets were last year. The no, I, nobody Jets really were, respects them. Yeah, yeah like, they, they just kind of quietly snuck their way into, a, like, a... I don't even think they were a wild card last year. I think last year they were maybe, like, a number three seed. Yeah. So, it's, Carolina's kind of the same way right now. They're just kind of there. They don't really get a lot of face time. They don't have those, like, big players. I don't even know if I could name their, like, top player, to be honest. Not really. They're kind of they're kind of just there. So it, it'll be interesting to see their matchup. Cause they're, but they're only one point ahead of Pittsburgh and the Canadians, who are both sitting in the wild card spots with 77 points. That's so going to be – That's a tight race. Especially that Atlantic division in the playoffs. Because I, exa- I don't know who's exactly, like – just miss i think it's the blue jackets right yeah they're right, just right now um columbus is uh, right behind montreal at 75 points and the flyers are hanging and there were 72 after that yeah so they're they're pretty close still but yeah like i didn't realize how close the eastern conference was right there because the western conference has been very very tight too for a while like the wild card spots change almost every day for the west so we can kind of move into the Western Conference. Uh, we'll start before with... we do. Before we do, um, who do you, oh, who do you okay. guys think makes the playoffs? Which one of the which um, eight of those teams think make the playoffs? I don't think the uh, uh, I don't think the Atlantic is going to change. Those top three are going to say the top three. Pretty sure. Um, yeah, I I can see the Canes falling out. In the Atlantic. Oh, oh well, I thought it was kind of mutually understanding. Like I don't see any of them dropping out either. Mm. But if we move to the Metropolitan, like I see the Hurricanes falling out. They but even if they fall out, they'll they'll still be in a wild card spot, most likely. Maybe. I don't know. It's it's really tight. Like I don't know. I feel like I could see Pittsburgh making their way back into a seed spot. I could see them taking over the number three seed. Just because they're Pittsburgh, they have a lot of experience, they know how to get it done. So I think despite the injuries, I could see them making their way back. Um I don't know if the Hurricanes have what it takes to really last this last month. Um, just you don't hear a lot about them, so I don't. I guess I don't really know like what's been going on with them. But especially with the Blue Jackets making those moves, I could see them sneaking into a wild card spot and kicking out the the Hurricanes. So that'd be my difference: is that Pittsburgh probably bumps up to a number three seed, Hurricanes fall out. Canadians take the number one wild card spot, and the Blue Jackets take the number two wild card spot. I'm I'll take uh, Columbus moving in with those deals. They're all in right now. I think um, they definitely are going to give it. They're all to make the playoffs. So I'm going to take Columbus to 
move into the last wildcard spot in uh, Montreal to fall out. So you're going to leave the Hurricanes in there. I'm okay. leaving the Hurricanes in there. Bold. I like it. I'm with Tony. I see Carolina. I see Carolina falling to a wild card spot, but I still think they'll make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> it, between Columbus and Montreal, that's that's tough. I think I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to see with the moves that Columbus made. I think they're gonna move past Montreal and take that second wild card spot, and the Pittsburgh move moves up to that third seed. But hopefully, if Columbus does not make the playoffs after the moves they made. It'll be a it'll be the this year will be a complete waste. And yeah. there's our players, Artemi Panarin, he's gone. I, I I don't think he stays. Well, and you were, we can kind of um bounce back to that too because earlier you were saying he's kind of like he was the big talk. If he would have been traded, he would have been yeah the he, biggest. He was the big name on the trading block at the trade deadline. And then when they when they you know traded and they made a bunch of trades and brought guys in, and then they didn't trade him. They're making their push to. To try and convince him to stay, you know, you're hoping they make a deep run in the playoffs, and he goes, you know, we're getting better or we're getting close. I'll resign, uh, but I think, if, especially if they don't make the playoffs, I think he walks. You think and if they don't make it, this is last year there? I think this is last year as a Columbus Blue Jacket. That's fair yeah. to say. And with all those uh, deals they made, they uh, they gave up a lot, so their future is not looking that bright if he if he or any of them leave, really. Yeah. But we'll move on to Western Conference. Uh, we can start with the Central. Uh, Jets currently have the number one seed, but they've they've been kind of bouncing back and forth with the Predators. Uh, Predators will have it for a couple of days. Jets bounce back. Um, Preds got one point tonight, so I think I don't know if I updated my notes here. They might be. At, I think they're at eighty points behind the Jets, who are at eighty-two, because the Jets just won tonight as well. So. They're, they've been kind of going head-to-head for the number one seed for a while there. And then at the number three seed, you get the Blues, who came in hot for a while there after the new year. Um, I think, what was it? They started a new goalie. What was, um, what was his name? Um, I think I have it down here at the bottom. But, yeah, I think coming after the new year... They got. They were really hot. Like, uh, Bennington, Jordan, Jordan Bennington. So he, so far, he's only pay, played twenty-one games, and he has fifteen wins. So they've they've been really hot. Uh, this, this like since the twenty nineteen year, um, kind of a team that not good at all to start the year. They completely turned that around. They were going into kind of. Right around New Year's, they were one of the worst teams in the NHL. I mean, it was total dysfunction. They, the team was fighting, and they were fighting each other in practice. I mean, they're dropping the gloves. They fired their coach, Mike Yo. He got, you know, he got sent down down the road. I mean, it was it just looked like it was a complete mess. And all of a sudden, the New Year comes around, and they were just were beating everybody. It seemed like with ease. It just the switch flipped, and whatever it was that kicked them in the gear, they, 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 they found their game certainly. Yeah. Absolutely, and then all of a sudden they find themselves um, looks like at least three points ahead for the number three seed in the Central. So, yeah, all of a sudden, like I think after All Star Weekend, they went like eleven for twelve, I think, and even more than that because it started off they were hot at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, they they definitely turned it around. 
Um, new goalie in the net. Uh, new, Just, like, new mentality is taking them really far. 34-25-6. Uh, and six. Not, not a record that you would have expected to see from them at the beginning of the season. Um, so then you move into Pacific, and you have Calgary, who's leading uh, second-highest points in the league right now. They're at 89 points. And then behind them, you have San Jose, who is my – that's my Stanley Cup pick, uh, if you remember from a couple episodes ago. They're at 84 points. And then you get down to Vegas, who 77 points. So a little bit more of a drop there but not too big. And then, then you get the wild card spots, who Dallas at 71 points, and then the Wild at 70 points. And those are both central teams, so they're they're pretty close with the Blues there, a couple points away from getting into that uh, third, third seed, which I think the next team out of wild card, like fighting for a spot, is actually Arizona, Arizona. which is kind of surprising. Yeah, I've yeah. got uh, the next two are Arizona, which is just a point behind at 69 points, and Colorado at 68 points, so they're all right there. Yep. Colorado, I think, has lost their last two games. Uh, they lost tonight and maybe last night, too. So They're losing to some bad teams, too. Yeah. The last two nights, I mean, they lost to the Ducks. Ducks are, Ducks are one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. I think they're... I think they're second to last ahead of the Kings. And the Kings have been making – they've been winning. So that might even be different. I don't know if it's not. But, no, Kings are still behind by three points, it looks like. But, yeah, just these bad teams. Like come in, they come in and stir up trouble for these teams trying to make a playoff run. Yeah, if Colorado wants a chance at making the playoffs, they better kick it into gear. I mean, because that, that's it's the wild card races in the NHL are so tight. I mean, you see – four or five teams competing for two spots and it's yeah because there was a time um like probably a couple weeks ago not even where all of a sudden the blackhawks were really hot mm-hmm. and i was like okay well oh no a te- another team that started off very very poorly in the beginning of the year fired their coach maybe like a month and a half into the season a coach who had won them three stanley cups yeah they yeah and then uh Crawford their goalie I think he's been out I think he's he's back now but he had a concussion for, for a while so a team that was just kind of falling apart all of a sudden got really hot but now not so much I think they lost to the Kings worst team in the western um every point counts at this point so they were kind of making a climb and now they've kind of fallen back a little bit there's two more, more teams ahead of them now for that wild card spot and I think just a couple days ago, I think the Avalanche were in the wild card race, and all of a sudden you lose two games and you're out of it. So every point at this point counts. Um, yeah, holding on for it. Uh, I think the Central is a little bit tougher because you look at that and it's like they could take like um, the Blues only being three points ahead of the Stars who are in the wild card spot, and then you have Minnesota below them, and then Avalanche not too far behind. Not only are they fighting for that wild card spot, but they could be potentially fighting for that number three seed, which could be huge. If they could pull into that spot, there's a little bit more breathing room then between the wild card races, which, yeah. And then the Pacific, they have Arizona is kind of like fighting for that wild card spot too, but I don't there's I don't think there's a way that they can really knock out Vegas in that number three seed. They could. But they would really have to go, go on a run, and I they've actually they're on a five game win streak I think, so anything is actually possible at this point. But I think 
the Pacific is a little bit more set than the Central. They're definitely playing good hockey right now. Yeah. Arizona, they're playing some good hockey. Yeah, Darcy Kemper. He's he's been hot. <laughs> Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper, who I thought played for the King. I don't even know he got traded to the Coyotes. I thought he was still with the Kings. No, he's kind of he's bounced around a lot. Yeah. I think his longest tenure with a team was with the Wild when he was there for. Yeah. Like, so years. a guy who typically pay, plays the backup position. Yeah. Has been pretty hot right now for the Coyotes. So, I mean, when your goalie gets hot like that too, and now all of a sudden they're in playoff contention. So. Nothing's that nothing's set in stone unless you're Tampa Bay, basically. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless you're Tampa Bay. That But so who do we who do we think makes the playoffs in the West? Anything change you think from what's uh there now with Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis, Calgary, San Jose, Vegas, Dallas, and Minnesota? Anything change you think? Um, I don't see I don't see the Pacific changing. Um Don't I, be a homer and put the wild in the third. No, spot. I'm I'm not. I'm just thinking, like, I'm just thinking if anyone else, like, if the Stars are going to kick them out, like, I mean, the Wild, the Wild have been hot. They they were on a really bad losing streak there for a while. I think after NHL All-Star Weekend, they maybe went, like, one and seven and three. They were bad. They were really bad. But now all of a sudden, they're, they've won five of their last six, and that only loss coming from a four-round shootout against the Preds, who are fighting for a number one seed. So, they're definitely playing a lot better hockey, but realistically, I think that at most they would take that number one wild card spot. I think the Wild are going to sneak in as a second round wild card team. I think I think they're barely going to sneak into the playoffs. I, I think I think their vets are going to get them. They're going to the vets will f- figure it out and they'll get there. They'll they'll barely sneak in, but they'll get in. Yeah, and I think. Uh, I'm gonna say the stars fall out, and I'm gonna say the abs make it back in. And I, I'm not, I'm not gonna move the Blues, even though they're only a couple points ahead. I think that they're playing too good of hockey, where they're not gonna give up those those point leads, even though they're only three points ahead right now. Like, I think they they'll probably build that lead a little bit more. But now they've lost a couple now since. But I think they're playing really good hockey right now. So if I had to choose based on how they're playing right now they're going to take the number three seed and i think minnesota is going to jump to the number one seed they're playing really good hockey right now and i think uh colorado i think they're going to fix their mistakes after being embarrassed these last few days and i think they're going to sneak back into that number two seed and i'm i'm gonna agree with you Uh, i just think that minnesota and colorado probably the best two teams out of those Teams that are fighting for the wild card, I think, is overall they're the best two teams. I think they're going to take those two wild cards, and I think the the top three seeds in each division are going to stay the same. So I'm right there with you. All right, and then I have my Stanley Cup champion coming out of the Pacific. So picking the Sharks. Nah, I mean that's a nice pick. Can't can't really disagree with that pick. They got a lot of big pieces. Joe Thornton at 85 years old, still playing in the league, <laughs> and they like. Two of like arguably some of the best defensemen. You got Brent Burns and Carlson on defense. That's huge. Um, Jones, he he's a wall in the net most nights. So I think they have a lot of great pieces. I and they just play really good hockey together. So they're my pick. But it's hockey. Like yeah. anything can happen. So in the West, um, how many teams can you actually see making the Stanley Cup Finals? 
Uh, honestly, I see. I think there's more in the West than there is in the East. I think, to be honest with you, I think there's probably three. I'll, I'll say four. I think... Jets, Preds, Sharks, Knights. No, I see. You, I, I, I see, see Calgary, Calgary over the Knights. I see Calgary over the Knights. I think I haven't watched any. I'm got like yeah, Calgary's number one seed, but I guess I don't. I haven't watched them play at all this year. They're very young. I mean, they made the playoffs a couple years ago and they got swept out right out of the first round. But yeah, they snuck in last year. They were very young, very undisciplined. I mean, they're getting penalty minutes up the behoot. They're I mean, like they're the just, Oilers. <laughs> yeah, but now as they're you know they're getting more experience. They got some good players: John Monahan, Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey. I mean, yeah, he's playing. He's very good. If it wasn't if Nikita Kucherov wasn't having such an amazing year for Tampa Bay, Johnny Gaudreau of Calgary would probably be your MVP. And he's just playing amazing hockey. Yeah. I, so I think they're starting to figure out my problem with Las Vegas is they're playing their starting goaltender, Marc-Andre Fleury, a lot. He's been carrying them a lot. I think he's just going to get too tired come playoff time. I think he's going to get worn down. They might win a series. I don't see them winning two, especially if you have to then turn around and face either San Jose or Calgary in that second round. If you don't have to face one in the first round, if you stay at that third seed, you'll if you don't see him in the first round, you'll see him in the second round. I, I don't think... I don't think Vegas has the horses with with to compete with those two teams. And yeah, I think like you're saying, like the issue is that a lot of these other teams they have skaters that carry them too, like along with their great goalies. But Flurry, even we saw last year throughout the playoffs, he really is like the absolute anchor. Like without without him, they would probably not be in a position. They would pro like they might not even be. Like they might be sneaking into like a wild card spot, like second wild card spot without him. He is the heart and soul of that, that team. Yeah. But yeah, I I would definitely agree. Like the one and two seeds in both divisions are probably the ones that I could see. What about the East? I, I, there's less in the East than there is in the West. I think. Um, the East, I see, I see four. To be honest with you, did I you see take four. one, two, three seed of Atlantic and then the Capitals? Yeah, that's what I saw. <laughs> that's what I see. I think the Islanders. I think, I think this is their first year in the playoffs. So then I don't think they'll make it out. But they'll this year is how they figure out. They they'll figure out what it takes. What it takes. Their their coach has more experience too, kind right. of thing. But he can't go out there and play for them. Right. But those players this year will get them to re- realize this is what we need to do to compete at this level in play come playoffs. And, and then they can build off of it too. Exactly. In the off season in the draft, so. Yeah, I don't see them being a cup contender, but they're I, definitely a playoff team. I more see th- there's three really strong in the and that's all three in the Atlantic, but uh, you can't count out the defending Stanley Cup champs. No, you, you can never count them out until they're different. Yeah, yeah, they they they've got such strong skaters. You, it's it's hard when Ovechkin leads the league in goals, and he, this is what like ten years in a row that he's had forty plus goals that's in crazy. a season. Right. It's yeah. He he's insane. There's really not much else you can say. And the team he's built around him. He's probably the greatest goal scorer of my generation, of our generation. Of our generation. Making me sound old. I'm one year older than you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of our generation. He's just unbelievable. You're more shocked if he doesn't hit 40 goals than you if you yeah. if he does. If he doesn't if he hits four uh, 
if he hits 40 goals, you're like, wow, he had kind of a down year. You more expect him in the anywhere from 45 to 55. And he, he's at 45 right now. He's currently the, the leader in the NHL with 45. So And he still has And there's still a month left. Right. Yeah, I think everyone has at least like 18 games left. So he'll he'll for sure get there. I'm guessing we'll see him at, at least 55. I see Tampa Bay coming out coming out of the east. I think maybe Boston, if Boston is, if Boston can use their strength and their kind of bully Tampa Bay a little bit and slow down that speed. But that's the thing. Like last year when we watched, we were really excited for the Bruins Lightning matchup, and then Boston just kind of disappointed. Yes, they didn't do anything like we hoped they would. It'll be it's either going to go strong one way or strong the other. Either Boston will clog everything up and slow Tampa Bay down, or they can't do anything, or Tampa Bay is just going to. Just run the door, you know, just yeah. run the wheels right off. And Boston, it'll be going so fast, Boston will have no idea what to do. And it depends on how good Rask is in the net, too. Rask is one of – he's one of my – he's probably my favorite goaltender in the NHL. Yeah, so he if he's in, solid, then there's a, there's an even better chance because Vasilevsky is also a great goalie, um, and he's the Lightning's goalie. So that would be a good goalie matchup, too. So, yeah, a lot of them – these teams have great goalies, but – yeah. I'll be cheering for Boston, but my pick, who I think, to be realistic, is I probably Tampa Bay to come out of the East. Which is fair. I mean, they've they've made their point, like, yeah, we're a great team. But, I mean, that's right now. But everything, like, momentum changes in the in the playoffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like, even these teams, like, you could get a team like the Hurricanes. Like, all of a sudden they come in, they're like, hey, we're here. Right. And who who knows? Like they could absolutely dominate just because their mentality is insane. Because it's the cup. Exactly. Yes. Because it's the I cup. I love it. This is why we're friends. This is why we're friends. There's like the only two months Jenny and I are friends. <laughs> it's during hockey season. Other than that, I we don't talk to each other. No. Nope. <laughs> so it's true. It's all true. Right. I, I can vouch for that. It's true. <laughs> I almost forgot Tony was here. <laughs> no. Tony's learning on hockey just as much as our viewers are. Pay attention to the hockey. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Birch, Birch has been uh, in Green Bay for the last few days, and it's been, like, straight-up hockey. hockey. Aaron yeah. and Hunter do not like it. But... No, they don't like hockey. Hunter likes Nashville because he likes P.K. Subban. That's his favorite player. But, but other than that, they neither, nobody really cares about hockey. But This is why when he comes to town, it's just straight-up hockey. Because so... we're from Minnesota. Oh, yeah. We love we love talking. Pop. We learned to skate before we learned how to walk. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but all right, so now we've covered trade deadline. We've covered the standings, kind of who our picks are, what we expect out of that. Um, what do we want to move and do next? Um, I was thinking like the MVP race, see what's going on there. Um, but I think it's kind of one man race right now. It's got to be Kucherov, right? Oh I mean, yeah, best player I, on the best team. I mean, they they have to like throw a couple other contenders in there, like McDavid. But yeah, McDavid. The only thing, like, he's not a bad team. I don't, Edmonton is weird. If he could get out of there, they have good pieces. Him, you know, McDavid, Leon Drysaddle. But they're the only two pieces. No, they well, they just traded away their goalie, Cam Talbot. But they they have some other pieces. They had a ton of number one picks. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I believe, is still there. He was a number one overall pick. Then they traded one away, Taylor Hall, and he turns out to win the MVP yeah, last I year. I know, it's crazy. But I think I, I saw think... that um, no MVP has missed a playoff since um, like Mario Mule in the 90s, so it doesn't happen well, very often. It yeah. doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it, it, 
it really doesn't. Um, so I think he's he's kind of. I'd have to say, yeah, I he's think out of it because like the Oilers. At one point, I thought the Oilers could sneak in, and then they just kind of weren't doing anything. McDavid got suspended. I think they still ended up beating the Ducks. I don't know how they did the other game without him, but I don't know. He's just he, he he's not even the lead goal scorer on their team though. No. So. But. He's an exciting player to watch, but I think he's, I think de- you're he's right. definitely one of the best in the league. But he would be better if he was with a like maybe a, a more mature team. Yeah, because even though he's like what twenty one, twenty two, he is. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure I'm older than him. Yeah, but if he's he, as old as I am, if he could be on a team with like a little bit more veteran aspect to it. Um, a little bit more playoff experience, all that stuff, then I think he he would go farther. Um, is he, like, with his talent, is he an MVP player? Yes, absolutely. He's I, I think he's the best player in the league. Yeah. I, mm, whoa, I, let me backpedal on that. I think you put him in the conversation. Yeah. I think it, you put him up there with, like, Ovechkin and Kucherov, and I think those are probably, like, the contenders right now. For probably. Him. You put him on – on the Mount, the Mount Rushmore, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess you got, you got, Mc, you know, you got McDavid, like you said, Kucherov, Ovechkin. Can't you can't forget about Sidney Crosby? Yeah. I mean, they're still there, but I think you're right, Tony. I think uh, it's a one horse race with Nikita Kucherov for the MVP. I think who has 106 points. 106 points. That is. He has more points than their team does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is I, crazy. Uh, so today I looked up the like the betting odds for uh, MVP, and I got the top five here. So Kucherov okay. is far and away the favorite. Kucherov is far and away the favorite right now. Oh, um, sure. Second one was uh, Patrick Kane was the second. Um, they, got, they got hot for a second there. He he is doing really well He's right carrying now. them. He's had, he had, I think it was like a 15-game point streak. Yeah. In the high teens. He got hot right there, like in the last month and a half, I'd say. He's the only He re- would not have been in the conversation like end of December at all. He's the only reason why that – team hasn't sunk i mean he's keep he's, he's keeping them barely he's been above their water. anchor since they kind of like they wait they won their cups but then they've kind of drifted out of that and he's kind of been their anchor like we're starting he, yeah he's still the stud of that team i think when they whacked their coach joe when they fired their coach joe quenville i think that was officially the end of their dynasty of their you know i mean when winning three cups in six years you can never count them out for anything but i don't know i patrick kane though is probably going to be the Arguably the best American hockey player of all time. By the time he, but when it's when he's all said and done, and he's hung up the skates. Yeah. But um, then McDavid, we talked about him. He was third. Um, then Nathan McKinnon was fourth. Um, oh yeah. Nathan in this Colorado. Yep. He's always kind of like an underdog. Like you kind of just forget about him. You get about him until they like last year they snuck into the playoffs and then they and started... then he he balls out like yeah he's, he's crazy. He, they held their own against Nashville, who's a tough team. Yeah, and people are going whoa, and then people in the Central Division are going, "We told you, we got to yeah. play this guy all year long." Yeah. And then you, Jenny like, you forget about him until you have to play him basically, and then you're like, "Oh, I forgot about this guy," and he's really good. Yeah, and then fifth, you guys talked about him earlier, but Johnny Goudreau is um, the fifth one. So, Johnny Goudreau, he's Johnny Hockey. Johnny Hockey, <laughs> I yeah, uh, yeah, he's great hockey player. I did not like him when he was in college. He beat my favorite team, the University of Minnesota, going to the Gopher. He's where? Where do you play? He played out east in Boston. He was in Boston. I believe he was a Boston guy. 
She was a college hockey player. What? College college hockey. College hockey, but yeah, but Kucherov was far and away the favorite uh, from the odds that I saw. Which I'm not surprised. I think if they shut him down for the rest of the regular season, I think he still wins MVP. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if, if he all of a sudden, if they start shutting him down, Stamkos is gonna step up. He so. can play without a stick for the rest of the season. If he'll <laughs> still win MVP. True. So yeah, yeah. So obviously, we kind of talked about um, point leaders. We have Kucherov, 106 points. And then Ovechkin, he's at his 45 goals. And then save percentage coming out of nowhere, like we talked about, Jordan Binnington from the Blues, uh, 21 games, and he's all of a sudden a stud. And then most wins, Marc-Andre Fleury has 32. So um, Binnington yeah. comes in and wins yeah. 14 of his first 15 starts. Guy comes out of nowhere and is a stud. And yeah. St. Louis is like, oh, oh, we're good again. Oh, okay. we're back. We're going to, yeah. Okay. And the rest of the Central's like, what the heck? Sorry. <laughs> like, so close. So close to getting rid of the Blues. But, I mean, that's why Central always seems to be so tough. Because I was like, Dallas all of a sudden, like, Seguin can go off. Yeah, t- Dallas. Like, really you forget good. about uh, Dallas sometimes, but he definitely holds his own there. If Matt Zuccarello didn't get hurt once Dallas traded for him, they'd be right there. I, I would mean, probably say that they they keep their wild card spot, maybe absolutely. even sneak into the third seed. A- absolutely, I think I, if he didn't get hurt, I w- you would have put them as a lock for a playoff. Yeah, because he already had a goal and an assist in that game, and then he got hurt, so he was already clicking. But yeah, that's hockey. That's hockey. That's hockey. I'm trying to think. So, what other things do we want to cover then? I mean, also, we can just have him. Want to touch on that a little bit? Um, McDavid, fastest skater again. Kind of knew that. Kind of knew that. He was the first person to ever win it twice in a row, and now he's won it three times in a row. Yep. I'm the trying dynasty. to think he, he himself is a dynasty. He's a dynasty of the fastest skater. Absolutely. He he shines at the All Star Game because it's just him. Right. Every, so. He's the show. Everybody goes. That three and three tournament's kind of cool to see. Yeah. I do like that. Um, they actually had, uh, for the first time ever, Kendall Coyne race with the boys, uh, USA hockey star. Uh, that was fun. To, I think she actually beat one of the guys, too. She barely, barely lost to him. Clayton Keller of the of Arizona, probably Arizona's best player. Uh, yeah, it was either she beat him or he barely, he barely beat her. But, I mean, she's, she's no chump. I mean, gold medal winner on Team USA yeah. for the women. as. They beat, had to beat an unbelievable Canada team. That game was crazy. I, I love that game. But, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Hardest shot. That went to somebody on the Capitals. Wasn't, was it Verona? Because kind of like some of the big studs who usually participate in that. Ovechkin, he took the break off just to kind of recoup. Yep. Um. So he sat out. He he's won it before. Char wasn't there. He I think he has the record. He has the world record for the world's hardest shot at 108 miles an hour, and he did that I think six years, six seven years ago now. But he doesn't do that anymore. He's 41. So I mean, he, he definitely takes the time off and spends time with his family. I'm assuming or rests up. Yeah, I'm trying to. I had my notes written down. In a different place. I believe Johnny Gaudreau won the skills competition. 
I, I love watching that kind of stuff. It's great. Like, I, they make it look so easy when they have to hit those really small targets. Like, yeah. you have to jump the puck over over an obstacle and, like, hit the net. Um, let's see. Or should we just tell me? Uh, he, yeah, he won um, the puck control. Puck control. Yeah. He won the puck control. McDavid won fastest skater. Uh, let's see. Who else? John Carlson won the won the hardest shot. John Carlson. That's what it was. I knew it was somebody from the Capitals. I just can't remember who. 102.8. I, I think they said, like, oh, I can't remember the stat. There was something about, like, because the winner always is, like, over 100, it seems like. But there there was some stat with it that I can't remember off the top of my head. Nowadays. I mean, with the, especially with those aluminum sticks and with the flex they got in those things. Yeah. Now, it's, I mean, you can have wrist shots go 75 miles an hour with, with you know, without a blink. Yeah. Um, there's, like, the save streaks, which aren't really as fun to watch, I would say. On the not little, your cup of tea? Not, not really my cup of tea um i mean it kind of depends on i think they they obviously mix up the division so you're not shooting at your own goalie right but it's just it's not as exciting for me to say like i don't mind it i love watching goaltenders um get hot like that but um i i prefer watching the skaters i think for sure just like i just love watching what they can do um I don't remember how to say his name from the Oilers. He he won the uh, Connor McDavid. Leon Leon, <laughs> Leon Drysidle. He, he won. He was the premier passer winner. Who was Drysidle? Yeah, yeah. And then like we said, hardest shot went to Carlson. Accuracy that one went to uh, Pasternak. Oh, pa- David Pasternak from Pasternak, Boston. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching that. Um, yeah, it's it's just crazy. Like watching them. They actually this year. When they were shooting at the net, because you know how they set up the targets in the nets, so they had other players' faces yeah. that you were aiming at. I thought that was pretty funny. Poshinok's on that Dunkin' Donuts commercial where he gets That's the Dunkin' him. Donuts in the family box. He's like, "Hey, bro, yeah. you missed some calls. Yep, check I your phone. It. You missed some. You missed some calls." He was just like, "Yeah, so total cliche hockey chirp." Yeah, and I think uh, when it came to the actual tournament, I think that Metropolitan won over the Central, if I'm not mistaken. I think they, they, they dominated they, the they, Central. They destroyed the Central. Not even not even anything to write home about. <laughs> but, I mean, you look at who who's in the Metropolitan. You have the Capitals, the Penguins, Islanders, like some some pretty hot teams. So Very, very skilled players in that division. That division has been probably the top division. Toughest division in the NHL for 10, 15 years. Yeah. When you have... Crosby and Ovechkin in that same division. It's it like when the last three years worth of Stanley Cups have been out of that division. Capitals, Penguins, Penguins. Yeah. So, and they always end up having to play each other too, to get to that point. It seems like that's what took Ovechkin <laughs> so long to get a cup was he couldn't get past Crosby and the Penguins. So then once they finally beat him last year, they had to win the they cup. They had to because you you finally get past Pittsburgh and you don't win the cup. No, they're going all the way and they exactly. run it all the way to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, so that was kind of the gist of that. Yeah, Metropolitan comes out, absolutely dominates. And then, yeah, those are the results of it. Um, 
I can't wait for playoff time. I know. That's I'm just that's all I want. I just want to sit here and avoid all of my homework and just watch the playoffs. Playoff atmosphere. It, it's not. It's not. When I compare it to March Madness, March Madness is a lot higher because it's so many games jam packed yeah. in such a short time. But just the atmosphere in the arenas and stuff like that is crazy. But March Madness is all over the place. Yeah. But it's just the atmosphere. It's just it. You they flip a switch from regular season to yeah. playoffs. It's just completely different. Everything is exciting. You're on the edge of your seat the entire time. Like it doesn't. I don't even care who I'm watching. It all matters. I uh, won't watch. 90% of these teams in the regular season and all of a sudden I'll be watching a game between two teams like if I'm watching a game between like the Islanders and the Hurricanes I'm on the edge of my seat like I don't I literally don't care about that game at all but right. but I, I'm pumped I am pumped I like, try and watch every game yeah yep. that was night like last year I tore my ACL literally the day before playoffs so I was like all right here's my excuse I'm just, just gonna sit here and watch hockey sit on the couch and watch hockey yep for the next like three months it's big, you know what? Talking, there's no outdoor rinks out here in Wisconsin. What's going on? I'm outdoor rinks doesn't do hockey. What's that? Wisconsin doesn't do hockey. No, Wisconsin doesn't. You Apparently can, not. You can strap on the skates and go skate in my driveway. Yeah, I got it's all ice. I got my skates in my car. I always do. Skates in my twig. <laughs> Play some pop. I don't leave home without them. You never know when you're gonna find a rink. You're right. You're gonna have to show up some kids. <laughs> right. Show some ten year olds. Show them who's boss. Go check them out there. Like, hey. Gotta teach them young. Right. Drop the gloves on them. I mean, they're trying to catch some <laughs> Tap hands. Tap Y aggressively. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I just, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for playoff hockey. About a month away. About a month away. It's like, I don't know if it's going to be a long month or a short month. This it's is... going to be a really, like, intense month because our team is, like, in that, like, they could, like, losing one game could completely ruin everything. If they don't make the playoffs, I'm I, I'm going to be so depressed. Yeah. I, I would feel that. But even if they don't, my team that I, use, I always root for in the East. Boston. Boston. They're pretty much a lock to get in the playoffs. Still root for them. Hey, my boy Charlie's out there, so yeah, I can get on board with that. Your boy Charlie's out there. And then I like San, San Jose, too, because uh, Pavelski – Good old Badger. Joe from Plover, Wisconsin. Gross. He he should make people in Wisconsin like hockey. Like, come on. <laughs> like hockey. Like hockey. I know I was mocking the Boston accent too much, and now it's like it's coming out. Hey Janelle, how do you spell hockey? Uh H A W K E Y. Hockey. <laughs> Play some hockey. Yes. But wait, that's not how you spell it? <laughs> hockey we got a heated debate about that last night the difference we, we between... were trying between like how minnesotans say hockey and how boston says hockey we're like oh boston like you really hold like hockey right like the animal hawk just hockey hockey and then minnesota we were like hockey like we got the long oh you got hockey hockey yeah we're here from hockey <laughs> we can play some hockey yes yeah, so this is what happens when birch comes to town <laughs> Well, all, anything, all the time. Anything else hockey-related we want to touch on this week? I think we're pretty much done. That's, like, the gist of it. Like, could I keep talking about hockey? Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Birch and we- I were literally watching a video of, like, NHL OT goals, like, in the Stanley Cup playoffs before you called to record. Like, we were... 
literally just like what is it you opened up the video of nino going bar down on the abs in game seven makes me cry now that nino's just, gone just hearing the ting like oh no noise like it as long as it goes in but as long as it goes in bar down love it top shelf right where mama has the cookies love it that yeah that's why i was sad to see nino go one of those moments right it should be exciting playoffs this year in the NHL for sure. So I'm, many I'm tough pumped. teams. Because it's so close. Like so, you look like I it's been a while since you've seen the playoff race this wide open this late in the year. Where you see a team who in the three seed can miss the playoffs. Yeah. This late in the year. Yeah. It's crazy. And I would say like yeah, because the blues could the blues could go back to being the blues. Yeah. Start beating each other up in practice again and all of a sudden miss the playoffs. Right. Like, you, you never know what could happen. Unpredictable. Hockey's very unpredictable. So, I mean, a deflected, like, a weird deflection could be the difference between a team making it and a team not. Right. That's how close it is, which is why this is probably going to be a pretty stressful month of hockey. Especially for you Just, two. Yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah, for sure. Any HSS, he said, she said, listeners out there trying to find a team to root for, root for the Minnesota Wild. Heck yeah. Or if you want to watch a team that's just, if you're a bandwagon, I totally respect it. Some people are. Watch Tampa Bay Lightning. You want to be a band- fun team to watch. They just, they, they're playing beautiful hockey. That's why a bunch of people that I meet are Blackhawks fans. They, they jumped on the bandwagon about like 10 years ago. I have no respect for them. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what the bandwagon is, but you jump on Chicago bandwagon no get out of here that if you're not from chicago and you cheer for chicago you are a bandwagon fan that's right that is right like that's just how it is it's how the cookie crumbles but yeah i respect that you cheer for tampa i understand i understand all right so anything else we want to touch on before we uh put a put an end to this episode i mean we've been talking hockey for an hour already that's it. It's only been an hour. <laughs> Do we got time? <laughs> I think we've covered. Pretty, I don't work till nine o'clock tomorrow, so like I've got a good eight hours left. But All no, right. realistically, like we'll have to redo this when like playoffs come around because that I get hyped talking about playoffs. So, and we'll make sure Birch is back too. So appreciate it. He'll get the invite. Right back. Thanks I need. Have, I need my hockey bro over here. Thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Birch and I talk nonstop during the playoffs. So, side of our friendship. Yeah, it it's literally like the Marc Andre Fleury of our friendship is right. the playoffs, the anchor. <laughs> exactly. I think we've covered everything. Yeah. So if you want to see the uh, the hottest the hottest hockey takes on Twitter, you can follow Birch at Son of a Birch. <laughs> Yeah, he's super active on Twitter. <laughs> I am active on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter is my uh, that's where that's where you hit me up. Instagram, I'm not not so much. Tw- Twitter at son of a birch. That's it. That's, that's the one. one. Hit that's me up. the one. Sauce me a follow. All right, and then Jen, where where can people follow the podcast? Uh, the podcast on Twitter. Oh man, I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> I believe on Twitter it's at hsss pod. Yep, um, I think so. That's where you can find it on Instagram as well. And then Facebook is at HSSS Podcast. Yep. 
Haven't done that in a while, so it's not as. Uh, well, you got it. You got it right. So fresh. I think. I think, I think we also have a Snapchat that we never use. Hey, but, but who knows? But it's there. It's there at HSSS Pod. Yeah. If you just want another face or another Snapchat friend, it's exactly. there. And then maybe I'm one on... day we'll go to an event. Yeah, maybe. Then uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at Tony B Castle. And what do you got? Big uh, Big Mac underscore four. Is that right? Yes, sir. Sweet. That's me. So um, we'll be back next week to um, do a little basketball talk, and by little, I mean a lot. So. Yep, it'll be the basketball version of this episode, and mm-hmm. we'll probably bring on Aaron, who you've all listened to before. He'll take over the yeah, bird position. The OG. So you guys, you guys will talk a lot guest. about what? The OG. He said, she said, guest. Yes, exactly. Uh, he'll take over Bersha's spot, and I'll kind of take over the Tony spot in the basketball episode. But yeah, how, how, do, you, how do you guys think I did today with my uh, first all-hockey episode? Your, your your hot takes were were spot on. You certainly did your homework, Tony. Certainly did Knowing that the power play struggles with Nashville and Simmons to get help, like... Love it. And Mark Stone trade. Not not since or, or yeah, since Ottawa is so awful, not many people not many like, people really care about right, that. Uh, if he went to gone to Vegas, it might have been a quieter move. But right. Vegas because they're they're making moves. Yeah. And he turns as soon as he does it, he signs an extension. Yeah. I mean, a long extension too for I think it was eight years, I believe. Yeah. It, so he's not going anywhere. So that's another Another reason why Vegas isn't going anywhere. Yeah. But yep. All right. Next week, next week will be all basketball, and we'll see. We'll see what I can contribute. You better do your research. I'll I'll get my two hot takes. Perfect. Perfect. That's all you need. If they're good, exactly. that's all you need. I need to be able to jump in there and be like, mm-hmm. Yep. I there agree. <laughs> Great move. Great play. Great dude. That's one. Yep. That's all you need to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. But all right. all right, that that so, concludes this episode. Yeah, so I guess um until next week. Later. later.